It's not about us taking the enthusiasm and what do we do about it. It's listening to the people who come forth and how they want to participate. If the Democrats get in, they're going to raise your taxes. You're going to have crime all over the place. You're going to have people pouring across the border. So why would that be a blue wave? I think it could be a red wave. You're listening to the Nolan Cleary Network on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and more. Your one-stop shop for 2018 midterm coverage. Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Nolan Cleary. Politics Weekly is a podcast on politics, news, and principles. This week, Judge Brett Kavanaugh finally becomes Justice Kavanaugh. We discuss the confirmation process, as well as controversy over the acquisition of Trump's wealth right now. Tell me a little bit about uh, what your Instagram account is like, Liberal Libertarian. Okay, so currently I'm hovering at around 950 followers. I'd appreciate if y'all hit me up and follow. So, basically I'm a classical liberal slash anarchist, but I'm economically centrist, just like a tiny little notch to the right of center, but still more centrist than Austrian economists. I'm for, like, you know, drug decriminalization, I'm for, you know, less government all right um and now you said you're you're centrist on economic issues uh what what economic issues are you sent like like in what way are you uh centrist well is that i mean i support unions as in i think that they have a right to exist i think workers right to be 
should pursue centrist trade measures like not being too far to the right, like not favoring like the super rich or being um, like or set or focusing mm. completely on exports. Like we should be balanced. We should have a balanced budget too. So Alright. So why don't we get into the news then? So the first bit of news is about the 2020 Republican National Convention, which we now know will be held in Charlotte, North Carolina. Apparently, it's going to be held in late 2020, in late August 2020. So that's when we can expect the Republican National Convention in 2020 to happen. We still don't know when uh, when they're going to announce where the Democratic National Convention will be held. They said it was going to be announced in the summer, but Summer's kind of winding down, so we're, we yeah. still, have, still have to figure out where the Democratic National Convention will be held. I mean, I mean, I don't really feel like the location is very important as much as who they nominate. Yeah, but I guess, um, I guess with what there's a rule that who the incumbent party has to go last. So the, the, the last time around, uh, the Democrats went last because Obama was in the White House. They held the White House. This next time, uh, the Demo- the Republicans will have their convention held last because Trump will be the incumbent president running for re-election. So what are your thoughts on the Republican National Convention being held in August, late August 2020? Well, I mean, the Democrats have to schedule their convention before, you know, since the Republicans have to go last. Like, they need to figure it out. But, I mean, I really don't think that, like, the whole... I mean, I think that while the scheduling is important, like, they need to focus on who they're going to nominate and, like, what kind of speech that the nominee is going to give about, like, their, their plan, future plan for America. Mm. Um, uh, uh, just a quick question. Where would you like the Democratic National... Where, where, where do you think strategically would be a good place for the Democrats to hold their convention? Probably in, I mean, either Pennsylvania, Florida, or Des Moines. Like, I would say... Perhaps Miami or Orlando. Yeah. Or maybe Des Moines. Because, I mean, because Florida is increasingly drifting red. I mean, Iowa voted blue for the past four elections, and we really thought that Iowa would go from purple to leading blue, like light blue. But now Iowa just turned red with Trump's populist appeal. I mean, right. Well, and yeah. now they have two. Both of their senators are Republican, their governor is a Republican. Um, and on top of that, uh, Trump won Iowa by 10 points. 10 points. Yeah. In 2016. That's huge. Yeah. That's a huge margin especially for Iowa. I feel like the race to watch there would be, um, but for, like, running for, um, I think it is the House with, um, with populist Steve King running as the Republican. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sure who the Democrat is, but that's, like, all the, that's all the, um, like, towns in between, like, I don't know, Clarence and Sioux City, and that, I mean, that's, while it's not a significant district in terms of population, it really is, um, uh, you know, it's a key indicator as to, like, whether Trump has really helped. Iowa. Right. I think right now, um, there are two seats in Iowa. Well, right now, four, I think, Three out of four of the seats in I- of the congressional seats in Iowa, or the House seats in Iowa, are held by Republicans. Right now, two are considered really, really vulnerable for Republicans. There's one that's considered kind of vulnerable, but that's probably going to go to the Republican ultimately. There are two that are considered 
either I think one of them has been listed as lean blue and the other one is in toss up territory. Um but um and then also the some people are watching the governor's race because Kim Reynolds is she yeah. became governor after the I think the other after governor Brandstad became ambassador to China. Yeah, he was the longest serving governor in history and he became ambassador to China, so now she's running and she's running against Fred Hubel, who's a Democratic businessman. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I personally, I think that the race is going to go to the Democrat, not because of my slight preference for the Democrats over the, over the Republicans, yeah. but I just feel like, I just feel like, they, like, make one of the major things Kim Reynolds has done is, like, have that little abortion ban that's yeah. already going into effect, I think. Yeah. But, um, I feel like, Do you think that her being the incumbent might help her win? I mean, of course. I mean, of course, being known as, oh, I'm the governor of Iowa would certainly help you win a governor's race because people know who you are. Like, people don't think you're just some rando who's running. Like, I don't know, Vermin Supreme, if you've heard of him. Yeah. Like, that's that's the big difference maker between Donald Trump running for president in 2020 because, I mean, everyone knows your name. Yeah. Do uh, you think Democrats will take a majority of governorships in November? Governorships, I would bet on more likely than the Senate and the House, but I would still say yes. I feel like the Democrats are going to like retake that the Senate, probably not the House, but they'll take at least one legislative chamber in Washington. And you think they'll take... You think you think they'll take the Senate and not the House? Yeah. Really? I, I think the House will stay red, but the Senate's gonna go blue again. Really? Yeah. You're the first person to predict that, I think. I mean, hell, I predicted Trump winning. Yeah. Republican nomination. I predicted Trump winning the Republican nomination as like right before he won, like right after Iowa, I predicted him winning the Republican nomination, and after his Muslim ban, I predicted he'd win the presidency if they ran Hillary Clinton and not Bernie. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, you're crazy, man. This ain't gonna happen. Like, it happened. Yeah. So anything else? I, I know we kind of got off topic. Do you think, um, uh, or, uh, do you, um, what was I gonna say? Is there anything else you want to say about the convention, or should we move on to the next story? Yeah. Just, you know, help people get drawn to your cause. So, yeah, we can move on to the next topic if you want. All right. So, Trump negotiated a new NAFTA deal, uh, and this time Canada was included. Trump said one day that uh, he wasn't going to work with Justin Trudeau. He wasn't going to be talking with Justin Trudeau. However, now apparently there's been a change of heart because Canada is now included in the new uh, NAFTA replacement. Uh, so it's what are your... like NAFTA, but I mean... It's nafta light, I guess. It's NAFTA 2.0, but Trump was like, no, Trump was like, NAFTA bad, 
It's NAFTA light. Yeah. But it's really NAFTA. Yeah, it's just NAFTA light, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. But anyways, what what are your thoughts on Canada coming to the table I, it, and, and whatnot? I mean, it's good that Justin Trudeau actually expresses a willingness to work with this idiot yeah. in charge of our country. But I mean, it's important that like all of North America gets involved. I mean, I was surprised that Mexico came to the table because... Trump was like, all Mexicans are rapists, we're going to build a wall. Yeah. They're sending rapists, they're not sending their best. Yeah. Um, and you said you you said you said didn't like the, the new NAFTA deal, uh, you want to elaborate on that? Well, what I mean is that, what I mean is that, like, you know, Trump, Trump claims that it's going to be, like, this new, better version of reality, but, like, worse than NAFTA itself. Mm. If you know what I mean. So, I yeah. mean, there's been a lot of other news this week besides the NAFTA trade deal. I mean, yeah. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh's very interesting. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I know you want to get to that. Um, yeah. But first, and before we get to that, first, um, before we talk about, you know, the elephant of, in the room, I'm going to talk about. Trump because he came under fire for mocking Christine Blasey Ford um, oh, yeah. during his rally. He uh, he was uh, he was mocking her. He was like essentially questioning how she you know how her story changed or how he believes that her story changed uh, or that was what he was claiming. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, a lot of people were uh, upset with Trump. Um, they were saying, oh, you're mocking a rape survivor. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Oh, well, I mean, my thoughts are, like, you don't mock anyone regardless of what they're going through, especially, you know, how he mocked a disabled reporter. No one remembers that. I mean, it's not cool to do that. Not, not cool to make fun of someone's disability. Like, regardless of whether Christine Blasey Ford is a liar or she's telling the truth, like, you shouldn't mock her and be like, oh, yeah, I'm a survivor of rape, too. Like, you should actually take her position into account. You don't just... Yeah. Now, now, just a quick question: Do you personally believe that Christine Blasey Ford was telling the truth, or do you not? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm of course skeptical about the thing. I don't instantly believe whatever I'm told, but I feel like Christine Blasey Ford, like, was at a party with Kavanaugh. I feel like she did remember something, but I'm still, like, I still am not sure whether or not Kavanaugh actually did. Rape, rape her, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think Susan Collins s- said something like that. She said, after listening to her testimony, he she legitimately believes um, that Christine Blasey Ford believed she was raped by Kavanaugh, but she didn't actually believe that she actually did that. And then Maisie Hirono, the Democrat, Senator Maisie Hirono, Democrat from Hawaii, we actually had her Republican opponent on as a guest last week, um, or on Friday, because that was the NYCC special, um, he said, uh, or, or she said, she blasted Susan Collins and said, oh, well, you can't, uh, you can't say that, that's really offensive to say to a survivor, a survivor of rape and whatnot. This is getting overblown. I mean, personally, like, like, Senator Susan Collins, I remember, like, after the 
titty grab story with Al Franken and the comedian. Like, Susan Collins literally tweeted, like, anyone accused of sexual harassment should resign. And Franken immediately stepped down because liberals liberals and conservatives are alike, alike were like, no, don't do this. And Franken, who I think was a nice, nice guy and a good senator, just stepped down. And personally, I think Kavanaugh, like, if the story were true, he should, like, 100% true, he should have stepped down. Yeah. Either. But to me, what's interesting is that the Democrats didn't really go after his weak Fourth Amendment, Fourth and Fifth Amendment defense. Yeah. They went after him for, like, a sexual assault allegation that is, that isn't 100% credible to most people. Yeah. Well, they haven't talked about the Patriot Act in a while, because... They used to be, like, back during the Bush era, that used yeah. to be, like, a big part of their agenda was the Patriot Act was bad. And, like, Obama, like, I think he ran on a platform that was anti-Patriot Act. But I think, because I think Obama eventually said he changed his mind about the Patriot Act once he got in, because once he got in, you know, he had the NSA surveillance, and that eventually led to an extension of the Patriot Act. So I don't know if they just kind of forgot about that or... But, like, Snowden's leaks were actually really interesting, talking about, like, all of the NSA surveillance and how they have listening towers. Like, yeah. everywhere to spy on people and their, and their phone calls and text messages and everything. So just to tell all the viewers out there, your phone calls and texts aren't really private. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you're right. Um... Anything else you want to say about Trump mocking Christine Blasey Ford, or should we move on? Uh, I mean, I think we should move on, if that's all right with you. I mean, just wanted to recap. Mocking someone is just classless. I mean, Trump is a classless person, so I wouldn't yeah. expect more. I wouldn't expect any better, still. All right, then. So let's talk about uh, Representative uh, Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, so Representative... Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat from Texas, was uh, arrested this week for doxing GOP senators. Um, so, is she, wait, is she a Texas state representative or? She's a U.S. representative. Oh, okay. Uh, so she was arrested for doxing GOP senators. So, what were your thoughts on this? Doxing someone is classless. You don't do that regardless if they're your political opponents. Just have some basic human decency. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, anybody that just resorts to doxing just isn't really that nice of a person. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, or should we? Um, I mean, if you've got something to add, I think you should say it, but... Okay. I mean, yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, I, 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 I mean, recently I've been trying to make it more... I, I haven't really been giving as much of my opinions on some of the recent podcasts because I kind of want to, you know, make it more about the guests. But if you're asking me, I'd say, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I mean, doxing is really not good, especially when you're uh, uh, a United States representative uh, like Sheila Jackson Lee, who's been in the House for a very long time. Should yeah, know better. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. As so, a representative, you're, I mean, as a public official, you're supposed to be an example, but this is not the example you should be following. Yeah. So should we move on, or? Sure. All righty, then. 
Uh, let's talk about the investigation into Trump's wealth. So there was this, uh, there's this big story that came out. It's looking like there, there's allegations now that Trump, uh, that Trump, that, uh, there were a lot of things like, for example, apparently Trump's father, Fred, uh, Fred Trump apparently may, may have, um, uh, faked his taxes, um, and whatnot. And, uh, and apparently, uh, essentially what this report said was that Trump, his father, Donald Trump, uh, Fred Trump kind of, or his family essentially, um, if this rumor is to be, uh, believed, uh, used, um, dirty tactics and illegal tactics to gain their wealth. Um, so what were your thoughts on this potential report? And do you believe it's true? I mean, I haven't, like, researched enough to, to say it's either true or false. But, I mean, Trump, I mean, Trump has, like, the Trump family has been known to, to do, like, illegitimate things. Like, you know, screw people out of business deals. I mean, I actually have a family friend. He's 92 now, but he used to work with Trump in building the Walnut Ranch in Central Park. He was an engineer. And... Since he is like at a, he, since he worked at a big company, Trump didn't dare screw him. But his little contractors, he stiffed them all the time. So I mean, like I would not be surprised if the story were true, talking about the Trump family's business practices. But I mean, Trump committing like the president's father committing tax fraud. Uh, that's sort of that's not a, that's not a really good example to set to America's youth. Yeah, just be like. Just be like, hey guys, the president can commit tax. I mean, the president's father can commit tax fraud. That's it's okay now. Yeah. <laughs> so should we uh, should we move on? Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? So okay. So we're going to move on to. Um, so there was a trailer that came out for a new movie called Vice. This is coming out from the director of. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, and essentially this movie is going to be a biopic about Vice President Dick Cheney. Um, and essentially, what happens is uh, Dick Cheney will be played by Christian Bale, Batman. So Batman is Dick Cheney now, um, and uh, Sam Rockwell. The Oscar-winning actor, he won an Oscar for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, a fantastic movie. Um, he is uh, playing George W. Bush, um, and essentially the trailer depicts, essentially it's all about Dick Cheney, essentially it's his life, that's what the movie essentially looks to be. It comes out next year, and the trailer shows um, uh, George Bush during the 2000 election, offering Dick Cheney uh, the job uh, of being his running mate and essentially being his vice, pres- his vice president. And Dick Cheney says, um, you know, that typically the vice president doesn't do a lot, but he'd be willing to take the vice presidency if he were able to handle other things, uh, such as, uh, as it would turn out, wars and foreign affairs um and 
Uh, and essentially, essentially, he said he'd, he'd take the job if he got expanded power or expanded executive power uh, or more ex- executive power than most vice presidents get. And George Bush agrees to that, and then the title slide, Vice, comes up. So what are your thoughts on the new trailer for the movie Vice? Um, and what are your thoughts on the idea of making a movie surrounding Vice President Dick Cheney? Um, I think I think it's a cool movie. I mean, how do you buy biographic film of a notorious public figure? Seems cool, but I mean, I'll just make note of that and I'll try to watch the movie. Yeah. When it comes out next year. Yeah, I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you see The Wolf of Wall Street? And what did you think about the director's work? If you did. Um, I I don't think I've seen Wolf of Wall Street. Have I? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I the one with Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie, they're both in that movie. Uh, no. No, I what, what are your thoughts on the idea of Batman playing Dick Cheney? I mean, Bale's a good actor, so I mean, if he does a good job, I like the movie. Yeah. It's pretty hard to tell that that was Christian Bale, because they really made him look a lot more like Dick Cheney. So I, it was very, very hard to tell. I guess Dick Cheney's daughter is now a congresswoman in Wyoming. What? She's a congresswoman from Wyoming? Yeah, well, that's, that, that was the, he had that job. Because I think Dick Cheney was originally Gerald Ford's chief of staff. And then once Gerald and Ford lost... CEO of Halliburton. Yeah, after that he became uh, a congressman from Wyoming. And since Wyoming is like such a small little tiny state... Like, it's just a little teensy-weensy state. Some people even question why it's even a part of the United States. Since it was so teensy-weensy, they only have one Congress... They only have one House seat. So he had that seat, and now his daughter has that seat. There's a rumor that his daughter is going to is gonna primary... My, or There's a rumor that in two years when Mike Enzi is up, he might retire and she might run for that seat. Kavanaugh, that was actually the next story. Brett Kavanaugh has been confirmed to the United States Supreme Court. So, what are your thoughts on Brett Ka- on Judge Be- Brett Kavanaugh jumping uh, or now becoming going from being Judge Kavanaugh to Justice Kavanaugh? Well, and uh, what were your thoughts on Trump's other Supreme Court 
pick, uh, Neil Gorsuch. Yeah, I thought he was better. I th I thought he was more decent, and he was also willing to uh, go against Trump because Trump wanted to make it easier to deport illegal immigrants, and Gorsuch voted against that because he said that that was too vague. Even though Trump was the one who put him there, he's like, "Why? Well, I'm loyal to the Constitution. I'm not loyal to Trump." Um, but anyways, in regards to this story, um, also, um, uh, two, obviously we covered this since it was announced he'd get another Supreme Court pick, but, uh, former Governor Sarah, or Lisa Murkowski voted, was the only Republican that voted no, uh, Joe Manchin voted yes, he was the only Democrat that voted yes, and, Su and, uh, Susan Collins voted yes. So, um, what were your thoughts on them all voting yes? Well, okay, so first of all, this is going to be my last place to mention my phone, unfortunately, is at 1%, so it's going to like, die. But what I want to tell you is that I'm very surprised that Susan Collins voted yes, particularly of her scathing criticism of Al Franken for his, like, sex assault allegations. Um, I'm also surprised that Joe Manchin switched party lines, but, like, cross-party lines, Yeah, she voted no. Yeah, I mean, Murkowski has been, has a history of, like, not 100% being, like, voting consistently with Republicans. I mean, I feel like that's a good thing. Like, more people should yeah. vote for Murkowski's example and not being partisan. Really quickly, what are your thoughts on Susan Rice potentially running for Susan Collins' seat in two years? And also, what are your thoughts on Sarah Palin potentially running for Lisa Murkowski's seat in four years? Yeah, she said, she put out in a tweet, she said to Lisa Murkowski, right after she voted no, she said, I can see 2022 from my house. 2022 is when Lisa Murkowski is up, when her seat is up. Democrat. She was Obama's national security advisor. Somebody asked her who would be a person, a good person to run against Susan Collins, and she said me. And now everybody's assuming she's going to run like that a Saturday Night Live skit where somebody played Susan Collins, and she said, uh, and she said, I'm going to party like it's 2020 when Susan Rice has my seat, and everybody started cheering in the audience. Thank you for coming on. No problem, man. Bye.